Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that! On Talk Sport. Uh, this is Fight Night on Talk Sport. Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davies alongside you. And the Gypsy King was in our building earlier on this week. Uh, and he was on fine form. Obviously, he's flogging his book. Uh, and the guys on breakfast decided to uh, throw a few questions his way. Alan McCoist, Alan Brazil, talking to the Gypsy King, starting first of all, quite poignantly, and I thought he was brilliant on this topic as he has always been mental health. There's so much going on, there's so much happened, there's so much to happen, I would suggest. Why the book right now? I think it's the right time for the book right now because there's a lot of people out there suffering with mental health. It's a big epidemic at the moment. You know, the government's going to spend 800-odd million quid on on mental health. Um, And I think there's a lot of people that need hope, help, and uh, the will to just go forward and open up to people's and and this book gives a real insight in what it's like to bottle it all up and not tell anyone and, and hide it and be ashamed of it and it gives you an, an insight on what it's like to come out and, would and patient to that come to early doors early when you're at school or yeah i've always suffered with anxiety and depression but i never knew what it was yeah. up until i got educated on it in 2016 so I used to suffer and think, oh, this is just the way that life is. I thought it was like a mood swing to begin with. I didn't know, I didn't understand it. Mm. Always happy, unhappy, up and downs, highs and lows. And it wasn't until I had a mental breakdown in 2017 that I really got to grips and started getting educated on the matter and learning all about it. When you say a mental breakdown, you were just confused. You think, what's wrong with me? What, why, why am I like this? Or When did you realise I'm having a breakdown? I've, I've had a couple of breakdowns in my uh, in my life. Yeah. Um, the biggest ones that stand out, one was in 2012. That was the first time out of all the depression I've had in my life where I start thinking about suicide oh. and start thinking about mm. uh, smashing mm-hmm. cars into trees and <clears throat> jumping in front of trains and off bridges and stuff. And I didn't know why I was feeling like this because I was undefeated. I was British and Commonwealth champion at that time. I had a, a good career going and... I just felt most of the time like I didn't want to live anymore and I didn't want to be on this planet. 
Um, were, were you scared to tell someone, talk about it, or...? I was afraid to come out with it because, you know, I come from a long line of fighting men and I'm supposed to be a big, tough box yeah. and nothing can faze me. And all of a sudden I've got all these problems and I feel as vulnerable as a, as a child. Do you know, um, you know who suffers big uh, Tyson? I didn't realise, the cricketers. They have big problems with this. And if you look at sports, suicide yeah. rates, cricket is terrible because they're away from home for so long, they're under pressure, you know, it's you against the bowler, stuff like that. Um, a few of the cricketers have told me it's horrendous. Horrendous. Tyson, I was going to say to you, <clears throat> could, could I suggest, could this actually be your greatest achievement? Could this be greater than boxing, what you're doing here? Making awareness of this? Because make no mistake about it, you, you know, you'll know better than me, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, nobody spoke about it. Exactly, you know, I think one of the first high-profile sportsmen was Frank Bruno, yeah. and, and he was the first one who started coming out of it, and he, he was, his problems were publicly documented, um, mm. and that's why I became an ambassador for the Frank Bruno Foundation, because Frank was one of the first big stars in this country to open up about it. Um, yeah, so I'm just following on from that, really. And I think this is a bigger than boxing, much bigger yeah. than boxing. And this is the reason I came back and made the second career, second journey. Not for any other reason other than to, to document and to let people know how you can come back from mm. suicide to back to the top. Um, and this is chapter eight in the book, isn't it? Chapter eight, I believe. Uh, the dark sees you discuss your mental health. Yeah. So even just for that, it's worth getting a hold Absolutely. of the book. You know, it, <clears throat> I don't hold back any, any punches in this book. And when I started writing this book three years ago, <clears throat> I was very mentally unwell. I was drinking heavily. I didn't want to live on a daily basis. And I was 28 stone in weight. And that's from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. All the stuff's going on. I'm, I've headlined twice in Las Vegas. I've been headlined in Saudi Arabia. I've got a, a single coming out with Robbie Williams, an ITV documentary, an autobiography. Yeah. So it's all gone from, from absolutely terrible, disastrous moments in my life yeah. to, to as best as it could ever be. So someone listening this morning, who do they go and see? Is it... It's not a doctor. Who do they have to see if they're feeling some of the symptoms you're, you're telling us about, which is in the book? Suffering with mental health <clears throat> problems, they need to seek medical advice immediately, whether it's a psychiatrist, whether it's con confiding in friends. And don't be scared to do that. Definitely not. The sooner you get to grips with you need help, the sooner you're, you can get into the recovery. If I would have went 10 years ago, I may not have had the breakdown, I may not have been through all this trauma, I may not have almost killed myself. Um, so as soon as you go to see the doctors and get well again, seek medical yeah. advice, the sooner you can get but, back to the normal. But this is incredible normal. because you, you were talking earlier about jumping in front of a truck or, a, 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 or wrapping your car on a tree. And yet, for me, that walk, when you're when the, when the noise comes out, the music comes out, and you walk to that ring, that must be... For me, that's terrifying. But, you've, you, you know, you revel in it now. Is that what you feel at home? Well, there's, there's two characters to Tyson Fury. There's Tyson Fury, the man, and then there's the Gypsy King, the entertainer. And it's totally two different people. You won't believe how different them two people are. It's like another person sat there. It's, it's not me today. Mm. It's an entertainer. It's somebody who's never been... Because the man has been affected by by stuff that can bring everyone down. But Gypsy King has never, ever had any defaults. Yeah. He's done mm -hmm. everything asked of him. He's been all around the world and boxed all the best champions has been. And he's never, ever defaulted. Which character do you prefer? Well, do you know, when I'm when I'm in a boxing ring and when I'm doing my stuff and entertaining, then the Gypsy King comes out and he thrives. But while I'm at home and while I'm doing day-to-day -day stuff and while I'm just a normal person, a husband, a father, a son, 
then Tyson Fury, the man, is where I want to be. Fabulous. And before, I always mm. used to wear a mask. Always. That's why the book's called Behind the Mask. I used to put on an act. I was a performing monkey. Wind me up, watch me go. And that's how it was for years. Yeah. Because being a good boxer wasn't enough. Never. It's never enough. Because even if you're a top boxer, but nobody's interested in what you do, mm. then it's pointless. Mm. To be a big pay-per-view star, to be a crossover star, to make people want to watch you and get big viewing figures, you have to do something. You have to act like a crazy man. Mm. And if you look at all the great champions from the past, the ones we can remember, yeah, they were all outgoing, controversial. Yeah. They were all showmen, every yeah. one of them. Tyson Fury with the boys on breakfast earlier on this week. Now, obviously, fantastic hearing him speak so candidly about mental health. Uh, but the boys obviously moved that conversation on to talking about uh, upcoming fights. We want to see Wilder Part 2. Tyson, tell me when you're on the deck and everyone's thinking, can he get up, can he get up? Were you just composing yourself saying, I'm okay, I'll just bide my time, another couple of seconds, I'll get up. Because people thought, I can't believe it. No, he can't get up I, from I this. Think the, I, what were you thinking? Dare I say, I think the vast majority of people watching that, I mean, somebody somebody likened it to Schwarzenegger in, in the, pre, the Terminator movie. He's, he's finished. The light's just about out. And all of a sudden, what happened? How, how, how did you get up? Well, I rose like a phoenix from the ashes. <laughs> no, it... it it's an instinct thing. It's a natural ability to recover fast. Mm. And, you know, if there's any any breath left in the body, I will continue to fight back. But I'm very experienced in this game, and I've been around it a long time. I've studied it all my life. I was brought up in gyms. I'm a gym rat. So what I don't know about boxing ain't worth knowing. Yeah. And I know when you've been hit and hurt and dropped or, or buzzed or stung or whatever, then you take a knee and you don't get up until your mind's clear. A lot of these inexperienced fights, you see it with world champions even, they get dropped... Ego thing, they jump straight back up. Yeah. They're not ready. Yeah. They get yeah. tagged again and they go again. That's why you've got yeah. 10. That's why you've got 10. And you don't have to get up till 8. Correct. Well, that, so I use what did he say to you? What did the referee, I know he's looking at you, did he say anything to you yes, there? Yes, he, he did. When I got up, he went, can you continue? I said, yes. He went, move to the left. Move to the left and a little jog to the left. Move to the right, jog to the right. He went, are you sure you're going to say 100% let's go? Because in the changing room, he said to me, it was, it was on camera actually, you can yeah. view it on YouTube somewhere. He said, if one of you go down, God forbid, he said, I'll ask you to get up and move to the left, move to the right. He said, show me you're okay. I put both hands on his shoulders, looked in his eyes and said, I'm okay. It's either him or me. When I'm in that situation, 99% of the time is you or me, and I'm ready to go down swinging. But what happened was he came in to finish me. Mm. I put both hands behind my back, slipped to the left, slipped to the right, and come back with the big right hand and the big left hook, bang on target, and he went... So I was lucky enough to catch him, and when I was fighting fire with fire, it worked. As we've seen with Joe Carzaghi many, many times when he's been dropped in the past, yeah. gets back up, fires back in, from, yeah. bam, there you go. Um, what, did, what did he say to the end, Wilder? What did he say? He just said, a hell of a fight, thank you very much. Did he? Yeah, but what it was with their team, the whole team, Al Heyman, um, Lou DiBella, the, the trainers of him, him, his management, everybody... They thought they were taking someone who was coming for a paycheck because yeah, I made them believe I was turning up for the money. Yeah. That I had no ambition anymore. I was fat as a pig and I'd just come out, out of a two and a half year layoff and lost 10 stone but and did that, what are suicidal you, thoughts and mental go, health Going problems. in to take them on, looking, look at you now, you look fantastic. 
But that fight, did, did you think to yourself, am I ready for this? Or just mentally you thought, no, nah, I can take this guy? Well, the thing is, again, I never doubt myself, but the people who always believed in me my whole career, from amateur to professional, from yep. the first amateur fight, said I'd be world champion. They all doubted me, every single one of them, including my dad, my brothers, my family, my wife, everybody. I don't even believe my own trainer thought I was going to win that fight. Everyone was, like, optimistic, oh, maybe he could do this. My dad didn't speak to me for two weeks before <laughs> that fight. Five weeks. Five weeks in training camp. He would not talk to me because he was dead certain I was getting knocked spark out. Really? And he said to me, no matter what you're getting paid, it ain't worth it to be in a wheelchair. What, what, what did he say afterwards? What can you say? You've got to be very proud of an achievement like that and yeah. a performance from your son where you know where he's been from, come back from. Not everybody knows where I've been. All mm. right, it's wrote down in a book, but unless you saw me at that time, unless you saw me have that mental breakdown, I moved my dad in my house with me because I couldn't sleep in the house alone. I thought someone was coming to get me. I couldn't sleep with a light out. <laughs> I, was, I was in a mental wreck yeah. state. The only true place I thought I'd end up was padded room material. Yeah. Really? What a story. God, That's like gospel truth. I'm not here to tell lies. I don't need yeah. to. No. My life's been a roller coaster and I don't need to tell one lie about what's happened. But I was definitely in a mental, emotional, physical mess. Tyson Fury in TalkSport Towers a little earlier on this week on The Breakfast Show, talking a little bit about mental health and, of course, there, as you just heard, uh, on Deontay Wilder. Um, now then, coming up next... Me and Gareth are going to talk about his exploits in mixed martial arts. That's right. Is the Gypsy King going to start throwing elbows? Don't go anywhere. This is TalkSport. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I've uh, been training with Darren Till in Liverpool. Great guy, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic uh, mentor. I've also had an offer from Conor McGregor to go to to Come Ireland and, and and work out and, and work out and some stuff. Maybe we'll fight um, Stipe, heavyweight champion versus lineal champion in a crossover match. Dana, if you're watching, grow up, uh, sign a contract to fight me, Dad. Battle of the Baldies. This is fight night on Talksport. We've spoken about his 
wrestling career now that he's is he a champion over there what did he do he went over there and, and did somebody and did he become a champion I've not I've no really idea because I didn't watch any of it but I'm, I know that he's obviously gone over there he's made a bit of a, a storm got himself paid a few quid and now he's talking about mixed martial arts Gareth and we've seen on social media that he's knocking about with your mates and mine Darren Till at Cowbon up in Liverpool just having a little bit of a go on the pads practicing the elbows practicing the knees publicity stunts or is he coming to an octagon near you well, I, um, I know that uh, both Bellator and the UFC are keen to to sign him. I mean, that they, they they are both keen to get Why him. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, exactly. But I tell you what, those big old levers of his knees and his uh, his elbows and his forearms looked pretty hefty, didn't they? It was like being hit by some truck. Um, and I see Francis and Ganu is getting very excited about it all. Ooh. The 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 UFC heavyweights. Um, look, we both know reading between the very, very obvious big lines, that Darren Till and Tyson Fury are both managed by MTK Global. Yes. So, obviously, that's the fulcrum for them both coming together. There's the axis of love there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was... It's a very good PR move, again, to get them there and get them doing that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, because, look, he's caused a storm. The whole of social media, whilst Tyson's healing up with this eye injury that he's got, He's messed about in the WWE. Now we're talking about, oh, hang on a minute, what's he doing in an octagon? Is, is, is he having a go? Well, the funny thing is, and I'll take you back six years, five years, Tyson Fury, when he was about to fight Vladimir Klitschko and he was being trained by Peter Fury, mm. they were also friends and sparring partners with Rico Verhoeven at the time. Were they? Who was the world, who is the world kickboxing yes. champion, glory kickboxing. And he was going to have a kick... They did sparring together. Um, and, and Tyson was pretty good at kickboxing as well. And he was thinking about having uh, a fighting glory at kickboxing as well. Um, and that, I know it's mad, isn't it? And that was even then four or five years ago. And that was, they was going to have that in the year, in 2015, the year he was, we was going to fight um, Klitschko. Klitschko. Wow. Um, the year I met Tommy Fury, believe it or not, young Tommy Fury from Love Island, who was a 14. 14- <laughs> I like that. Tommy Fury from Love Island now. <laughs> well, not from Love Island, but but his his half-brother, or step-brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or his brother, is, it's the same dad, yeah. different mum. And, you know, Tommy was knocking around. God, he was a big, handsome lad then, uh, was knocking around Tyson was always around the camp and so on and, and you know you say well who's this this is Tommy's 15 six foot one kind of thing you know really big kid um but so Tyson's always toyed with all the combat sports much as he has he's revealed with WWE you know rather like Chael Sonnen revealed with his superheroes you know this great figure Brilliant talker, Chael Son, a great salesman of a fight. Muhammad Ali watched the wrestler Gorgeous George and got a lot of his tips and style, stylistic yeah. endeavours from Gorgeous George. I think Tyson picked up a lot of the way that he smack talks. He's a great storyteller anyway, and he loves to play to the gallery. And he's always got five or six mates around. His entourage is five or six mates in his house. And he's always you know, playing to the entourage or the entourage plays to him and then he replicates it and they, mm. they, they tee off each other. But I think he picked a lot up from wrestling and I think that's why he did so well in the WWE. Um, the kind of, the, the, the pantomime that yeah. he managed to enact. But I think, I, again, this is a weird one because I think there'll be a lot of people would just be staggered to 
to see him come into MMA, into the UFC or Bellator, just in MMA in general, um, because he's such a big man and he's got such a great skill set. But the problem is, has he got any ground game? No. And, that, on, and, 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 and that's the issue for me. Listen, if, if, if you fight someone and the rules are... Like an Aganu or a... We're just going to stay on the feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, listen, he's got a chance. <laughs> yeah. Of course he's got a chance because he's got a supreme skill set when it comes to fist fighting. Stipe Miocic is a great matchup for him yeah. as well. Yeah, John if, Jones in right. the stand-up. If he, if he fights... John Jones versus Tyson Fury. Stop it now. <laughs> I'm, getting too, I'm getting far too excited If he here. fights someone like a Daniel Cormier, <laughs> what's Daniel Cormier going to do? He's going to yeah. run at him, take him down, put him yeah, on his yeah. back, and yeah. he's going to beat the living daylights yeah. out of him because he'll be a duck out of water. Yeah, yeah. It's not his world. Listen, I, I was in Boston. I went to see the great um, Randy Couture. Yeah. Um, and your good health, sir, I'm so pleased Absolutely. about. Um, I'm going to reveal on air that uh, Randy had the same thing that I've just had, mm. which is a couple of stents put in your heart. Thank God for, for stents. Eh? But did you do what Randy did? Randy walked to the walked himself to the hospital, like, you know. He walked because he's rock hard. I just stayed in bed. <laughs> I stayed in bed and found out a couple of days later. Oh my god! No, I, I, I'm just rock stupid. Yeah. Um, no, that was brilliant. I was so pleased that Randy walked into hospital and walked out the next day. Um, but I was there when when um, Randy Couture fought um, James Tony. What? Oh yes, of course. Because because James, uh, I wonder he, where you were going there. Yeah, the crossover fight when James yeah, but Tony came James, out, yeah. James Tony was well past his best. But but similar situation to Daniel Cormier and Tyson Fury. Of course, once once James, they said you know Bill Kaplan, who's George Form, was George Foreman's publicist, was was um, uh, Tony's publicist for that fight in the UFC, and he said, yeah, he's done loads of groundwork and loads of MMA, and he's got a purple belt already, this that and the other, and um, but really once he was on his back. Like a boxer on their back is just terrified, and it's an immediate tap yeah, it's out. It's not their so, world. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, Tyson Fury against any of those heavyweights in the stand-up with kicking and and with elbows w- would just be fascinating, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wh- whether it will really happen, I think it will only happen if Tyson Fury say um, lost a couple of heavyweight fights in a row, and if it was perhaps, you know, if there was 30 million on the line for him to come and do it. But it would be a massive event. Mm. I think when he looks at the paychecks compared to... Uh, boxing. B- b- yeah. Boxing and MMA fighters, I think he'll t- he'll say, no, I'm not interested in that. Well, well look, he's, he's, he's two fights into a into a five-fight deal with yeah. ESPN and yeah. BT Sport, isn't he? So that's worth an awful lot, lot of it's about money. about $80 million, dollars, isn't it? Exactly. Like a, a, a I think it was £80 million. Pounds. Right. But, but, you know, the... the He's going to see that through eventually. I cannot see them allowing him to step outside to do an MMA. Not for fight. an actual physical combat. No, the, WWE the, bit of acting. It's different. Yeah, you know that. That you know, and and he, you know, the, the only th- oh, he could pull his back and he could do anything in WWE. But I think, you know, his career could be ruined in boxing with an MMA fight. Is he up for it? I think so. I sp- uh, ben Davison I've spoken to yeah. um, off the record, and he said, no, it's Tyson playing around as usual. But the trouble is, um, what Tyson Fury touches tends to turn to gold at the moment. As I was saying earlier, on, 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 on Wednesday afternoon, Central London came to gridlock. Mm, um, with his book signing. With, with his book signing, because people walk, couldn't walk on the pavement because you couldn't see the end of the line for the book signing. Mm. You know, he, he has become, and this is one of the things that's interesting about Tyson Adam. Um, you know him well enough. I mean, I've known him a long time, and, and I would, he and I are friends, and he, you know, he, he um, 
and and it, it, you you've know, got you've got a funny relationship, you two. Haven't yeah, you? it is funny. It really is. <laughs> but but I also knew him when he was when he was nobody. I also knew him when he was treated as a bit of a joke. I also knew him when he said the wrong things yeah. and and put his shoe in his mouth mm. a few times. And and <sighs> frustratingly, suddenly the projection of this guy who is wonderful to be around was that he was homophobic, misogynistic, yeah. you know, kind of zealot, you know? And and that's that I'd never experienced that with him. And I think the mud stuck in this country. And I think um you know the the rabbit hole he was he, he, that he went down mm. and, and and escaped into this kind of wonderland, you know, the gypsy wonderland as opposed to Alice in Wonderland. He comes out the other side, you know, he squeezes through the rabbit hole and loses, leaves 10 stone in there, comes out of 17 stone into America, lives the American dream, and, and he's able to really express himself in a different way, goes through that... that I think he's weird... able to be himself. I think, yeah, I think, to, to be himself, I, exactly. I think the first time around, he, he was trying to figure out what the people wanted. Yeah. And he was he was playing, like, very similar to these WWE stars. They create a character and they say certain things things in order to get a reaction and that doesn't necessarily wash well with boxing fans i think now that he's been able to just be himself that's the guy that we're all starting to fall in love with because he is you know flawed in some way shape or form like we all are he's a family guy he's massive uh into a, a lot of things that we're all into but he's just extremely talented at boxing and i think that's why he's starting to gain an awful amount of uh love from uh, from fight fans all over the world and that's why he's probably like you've just said able to do what he wants, turn his hand to anything, and people are going, all right, then Tyson, crack on. And also, there's that moment which was almost um, kind of supernatural where he gets up from those two punches in oh, Los yeah. Angeles to Deontay Wilder and, you know... Would or, he be able or, to do that against uh, Francis Ngannou with four-ounce gloves on? I doubt, I doubt <laughs> it. It'd be completely different, wouldn't it? But, 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 but you know, he's got the boxing skills, to get out the, the head way. movement to kind of. Would Francis Ngannou get up from being knocked down by Tyson Fury? Mm. You know, well, what's what, Tyson Fury going to do with four ounce gloves on? That he does hit hard. I was with Freddie Roach last week as well. Um, who was talking about? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I did the whole LA tour. I went to the wildcard gym as well. Spent the afternoon with Freddie Roach. Had some uh, orange chicken at Nat's Thai Foods restaurant where, where Manny Pacquiao, Pacquiao always used to take his entourage. Great that Manny Pacquiao's back with mm. with Freddie. Roach and he's really pleased about that as well um, God it was a what a trip it was um, but but also Freddie Roach was saying this and he's had some great people on the pads he said Tyson Fury hits harder than you think because um, he did go on the mitts with him he said um, but I, I I think Tyson Fury's got to stick with <laughs> with a boxing at some point I mean 2020 is a big year for him mm-hmm. um, and and because that those as I said, that supernatural moment where he got up from being knocked down by, by Deontay Wilder has stayed with a lot of people. I bumped into Jason Momoa, you know, Aquaman. Yeah. He's a big guy as well, six foot eight or whatever. I, and I saw him and Tyson together in the Soho yeah. House Hotel, Soho Hotel in London recently. And I had a quick chat to Momoa afterwards. And he was like, oh, you mates with Tyson? Yeah, yeah I work with him and stuff. And he was like, man, that guy is just like, I just love him. And this was a guy who, you know, is seen as one of the sex symbols of the world, one of the big actors right now, mm. fawning over Tyson. He wanted to cuddle him, and it, it was amazing. It's like, good for you, Tyson. Enjoy it, mate. Enjoy it while it lasts. Just come back to boxing, fight Wilder, yeah, exactly. and complete this trip of becoming uh, the road back <laughs> to a unified uh, heavyweight champion of the world. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 